the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 2022-2023. I'm not a big predictions kind of guy, but maybe we'll work our way into that a little bit today. Let's talk about how we're ending the year in the stock market. Then we'll get into some of the bigger stories of the day and of the year. The news from the other side of Christmas is coming in. Um, it's particularly late. There's not a lot going on today. S&P 500, it was trading a little bit above fair value for the last two or three hours. But ultimately not making much of a move either way as things opened up. Southwest is canceling most flights Monday, drawing scrutiny from the United States government. Um, I don't have an opinion here other than to say from a business standpoint, you would want the airlines doing as well as they can right now to try to reestablish themselves, give a little bit of confidence in the industry after the pandemic. Hopefully flights to places like Vegas and Phoenix aren't having as many problems as into Chicago and New York, where there's lots and lots of snow and lots and lots of ice, where we don't want our planes coming down out of the air. But I don't know what's going on with Southwest. Um, IBM was the big winner in the Dow Jones Industrial Average this year. That's crazy. It's it beat all the large cap peers because investors want safety this year, not growth. Very, very interesting. 2023 is going to be a, another difficult year for the automaker. But again, I kind of want to start with today. And here I am cheating and looking towards um, some of my bigger picture work. So it's fair to say that Southwest Airlines is in the eye of the storm today. It canceled over 70% of its flights on Monday. Said more cancellations would be made. Uh, Tesla, it's down 5% today on news that it has suspended production in its Shanghai plant. Tesla's losses are weighing heavily on the NASDAQ today and other mega cap tech stocks. We are in the midst of the Santa Claus rally period. Ho, ho, ho. The last five trading days of the year and the first two sessions of 2023, it's a time of the year that we see a positive bias as market participants take advantage of thinner trading conditions to do some bargain hunting and beating up names. I'm going to wait for my bargain hunting until 2023, but I am doing some tax planning moves today. Just shifting different cash into family member accounts. All legal, all legal. Santa isn't always all that he's cracked up to be. As far as the Santa Claus rally says, there's a buzz about the Santa Claus rally period every year, partially because the news flow is so light. 
little bit of window dressing, a little bit of bargain hunting, a little bit of rebalancing. And it's really tough to say that this is the aura of St. Nick. This is uh, all that in a bucket of a chicken way to end the year. The good news, I think, is MasterCard said that its data indicates holiday retail sales increased 7.6% year over year. That's better than the 7.1% expected. So this is the top stories today. Southwest getting beaten up today because it's canceling a lot of flights due to weather. And the government's saying, wait, 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 wait. Why aren't the other airlines canceling as many flights? And sometimes it's that law of unintended consequences where we go, we want a passenger bill of rights. If a plane you know, pushes back, you can't sit on the runway for three hours. You can't. Otherwise, every ticket's free and God bless America. Um, at some point, the airlines fight back and said, well, then we won't push back. We'll just cancel because we can't afford that punishment. Tesla's down again, just <clears throat> hidden bottom. For years and 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 years, I didn't want to own Tesla. And for years and years and years and years and years and years and years, I was wrong. This is why I didn't want to own Tesla, having seen it go from 400 to 140 this year. To me, it's valuation caught up to it, but it took, I was wrong for years and 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 years. Now the valuation is starting to look attractive if you think everything starts falling back into place for the world economies. I still don't own it, but I'm looking at it now. Whereas in years past, I passed it and just said, you know, I'm going to walk right past this one. Oh, COVID-19. So Southwest is a big story today. Tesla's a big story today. Uh, I think IBM being one of the top tech stocks of the year being big. But China also has big news today. Um, they're trying to distance themselves from the economically damaging zero COVID policy. Starting January 8th, China will no longer require international travelers to quarantine upon arrival. So, damn the torpedoes. I guess we're going to say, fingers crossed, that China's going to be talking about peak COVID deaths for the next few months. And yet, we'll never hear that because China doesn't like to admit they're, they're ever wrong. So, their press release and their news cycle is, oh, three people died today when the number might be closer to 300,000 in a month. Uh, we don't know, but let's fingers crossed, let them get through some calamity and death and stay on their feet because that's what they're trying to do. Weird talking about this, like so blatantly obvious, right? So weakness in mega cap stocks today, waiting down the broader markets, largely due to Tesla. We see some rising, rising treasury yields. Lack of follow-through during the Santa Claus rally. All parts of the story for sure. Let's take a quick look at some of these numbers. We see the Dow down one-fifth of percent. The S&P down three-quarters of percent. The Nasdaq down 1.3%. So that's a pretty big down. Oil's playing at $80 a barrel, an area where we can succeed uh, from a capitalist standpoint, in my opinion, but where it starts to become expensive. I prefer $60 oil, but I may be living in the 1990s in my head. Reality is with inflation, maybe oil is going to be stuck, you know, more around the 80 as a base and not 60 as a base. 10-year treasury sits at 3.8%. Again, very manageable. We've been higher this year. U.S. dollar is still looking quite strong. Bitcoin sits at 16774 down $71, having a pretty rough year. And yet, at the same time, I think some people are hoping that, hoping, which is 
an area that I don't much care for. Um, I think a lot of people are hoping that things work out for him. And that Tesla is just, you know, hold by. I don't like using a lot of turn phrases. Uh, buy and hope. Don't buy and hold, buy and hope. Well, we, I hate that kind of stuff. Um, but Bitcoin still hasn't shown a real practical use and it hasn't done what it's supposed to with it in regards to inflation. So I'm not on the sidelines. I'm just not excited or jumping up and down. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, anything that you want to talk about. We can talk about money, investing, and more. Some of the other top stories of the day, I'm going to be talking about some of the trends of the year. So next segment, what I'll do is I'll talk about three tech trends that I think you should be very aware of. I think you are, because you've been listening to this show. Um, one of them is a little gimmicky, but we'll talk about it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in February. We'll be talking about that when we get back into the meat of things in January. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, find me online at robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So you want to be a meme stock, huh? Not me. The meme ETF is down 60% this year. There's an ARK Innovation ETF, ticker symbol ARKK. It is not something for me. I like buying companies that I feel comfortable are going to be in business in years to come. Not, oh, it's cheap and something has to happen. One of my listeners just gets, he takes this weird approach to trying to find small and trying to find home runs. And I'm like, not me. Um, He's asked me about XPing down 78% for the year. He's asking me about Cloudflare down 65% for the year. GameStop down 46% for the year. Robinhood down 55%. Coinbase down 86%. AMC, the movie theater chain, down 70%. It is not for me. Companies that are challenged just don't look all that interesting to me. And, you know, um, a company like a GameStop, and I, yeah, I kind of said something not, it wasn't jerkish, but a couple of weeks ago, I said, I don't buy games at GameStop because I don't want to go into a store and um, I'd rather download it. And one of my listeners correctly pointed out, okay, well, that's kind of, you know, you know, high end of you in large part because some people play the games and then sell it back to the company for 10 bucks when they paid 60 bucks for it. Or they play the game and they give it to their cousin as a birthday gift. Okay, so that's a case where having a physical copy is lovely, but I still don't even like the physical copy because when it scratches, you're... Anyway, I'm not a meme stock kind of guy. I don't like the business models of a company. I don't like the business models. I'm not going to say, well, everyone else is buying it. That does not make sense to me. Okay, so let's talk about the trends of the year. I think one just happened. Be real. Is this one over yet? For some reason, I was very hesitant, and I still am. The photo sharing app, it exploded. Uh, Did I just say that right? Did it exploited in popularity, or did it explode in popularity? Did it explode in popularity, and now that data could be exploited? I don't know. 
there was one of those weird stories over the holidays that a woman was kicked out of Radio City Music Hall because they had done some face scanning as people were coming into Radio City Music Hall and they figured out she's one of the lawyers or she works for a lawyer that's suing the company. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Isn't the point of that story of face scanning technology? And yeah, I guess we're being surveilled, right? I don't know if you know it. Um, I don't know if you think it's just the TSA or it's not the TSA, if it's Radio City Music Hall or not Radio City Music Hall. Turning over our faces to an app just seems cute that we get a nice picture back, but I don't know. Be careful on this one. The photo sharing app called Be Real has jumped from 7.7 million downloads in April to 53 million in October. Famous musicians kept talking, uh, taking them for people at concerts. It turned into a little bit of a, a thing on YouTube. So Instagram and TikTok both copied it as far as filters go. So Be Real was a big tech trend this year. Another one was the AI apps. As we've heard more about tech jobs being lost, artificially intelligent workers gain on them. AI apps like Dolly and Midjourney showed up um, in our lives. We got to see Dr. Phil, what we look like as Goku. Um, All time, AI time machine, AI time machine. That's the right way of saying that. Showed us what we'd look like in the, as a 19th century Arctic explorer. Chatbot GPT showed us what it would be like to have a friend with all the answers. You know, you know, your friend with all the answers. Well, now there's a chatbot that you could say, hey, I think Star Wars was a Western. And it'll look at all the data in the world that it knows. And it'll say, true, it has the character who wears white and the character who wears black. Good versus evil. Like very many, like, and it's starting to spit out things that you would be like, that's kind of interesting that it knows that. It's going to be a big one on uh, cheating on test papers. Investors have begun to pour money. This is so-called generative, life-changing artificial intelligence. So you're going to hear more and more about AI in 2023. But I think the big trend of the year, in my opinion, in tech is the tech layoffs. Um, it wasn't that long ago that we'd see viral videos of tech employees sharing their day in their life, how they dine on catered food, treated themselves to espressos, declined a company-sponsored massage. Um, it's been a thing to see how fat and how cool it is to be a tech worker. I once gave a speech at Visa where one of the employees was like, yeah, we love the benefits here. Don't get me wrong. The three, you know, the six percent match on the four hundred one k, the three percent match on cash into the into your pocket every year that you work, since you have a deposit on a house or something big. Or um, the employees were upset because they wanted sushi. The twenty year olds wanted sushi more so than they wanted retirement benefits or healthcare benefits. They wanted sushi. They wanted what the, what the, the campus at Google got. So we've seen tech explode. To the fact that there was even a Vince Vaughn movie called Interns about how great it is to be in the Bay Area working for tech companies. This year, about 150,000 tech workers have been laid off from both major companies and smaller companies that are looking for cash. We lost 51,000 workers in November alone, so it's picking up. 
the troubling figure for one of the strongest growth sectors in the United States and in the world. It's telling you there's a weakness in one of the toughest or one of the, the, the most robust, biggest sectors in the world. Or did we just hire wrong? And a lot of people think that's the answer. Mark Zuckerberg blamed himself for his company's pandemic overstaffing when he told employees at Meta he'd be cutting 13% of its workforce or 11,000 jobs. After the pandemic led to Amazon's most profitable period in history, during which the company doubled its workforce over two years, the tech giant announced that it too would cut around 10,000 jobs. Some tech, some corporate. There's rumors that the number was actually 20,000. Robinhood's laid off 31% of their tech force. Snap's laid off 20%. Stripe is laid off 14%. Lyft is laid off 13%. Carvana, 8%. DoorDash, 6%. 26,000 employees in the world of crypto have been laid off in 2022. Elon Musk, the billionaire, halved Twitter's staff the day he took control. 3,700 employees. He announced it was going to be a 10% reduction in salaried workers at Tesla. Um, so I think the bottom line is there's been a lot of layoffs in tech. Now they got fat during the pandemic. They overhired during the pandemic. Their share prices were great during the pandemic. So there was nothing to worry about. Now that share prices have tanked with a bear market, you're seeing more and more job cuts. I predict that continues in 2023 and VC funding very difficult right now to get. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Hopefully you're enjoying the holidays and not counting your money. There was a Mel Brooks film, History of the World, that had a character called Count Demonet, and it was clearly an attack on people who count money for a living. Um, and I'm okay with that. But it's a, it's a funny name. Maybe like if you ever play video games, like what's your screen name? Um, maybe mine could be Count Demonet. And people are like, I don't get it. Fair enough. I have, fair enough. So let's talk about some of the stories that are out there. This is a year where you're going to be able to get more money put into your 401k. For 2022, any employee of any age saving for retirement through 401k, 403b, 457s, you're able to contribute uh, $20,000 extra, $20,500, or an extra $22,500 in 2023. So you're able to put more money into 401ks. And because some of the tax law changes or some of the federal laws change, the Secure 2.0 Act it, it permits additional increases each year. So for a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, you're able to go from 6000 up to 7000 <clears throat> The base amount is adjusted for inflation each year. So it jumps to 6500 for 2023, the catch-up contribution. It's stuck at another 1000 So you can kind of figure out how the math works for you. But <clears throat> the reason I brought this up is a lot of these catch-up contributions to retirement accounts, they're lovely. For people like my friend, Sarah, who she had a child at a very young age, and now her child's getting to the point where she can go to college. Um, if she's wise, because she's basically lived in the moment up until age 40, taking care of her child and her loved one, um, 
if she's wise, she'll now catch up and put more money into the 401k or to the Roth 401k or into the IRA or into the Roth IRA, because now in theory, her daughter can take care of her own. Again, there's a lot of things you don't know. Is her daughter going to college? Is her not a daughter, not her going to college? And to defer taxes on it. And that's a great thing for me, but it's not a great thing for everyone like my friend Sarah, who, again, we just took two different paths. I saved early. She started late. It's the tortoise and the hare. So um, the biggest regret I have is not saving earlier and more. And the biggest regret I have is when I bought homes, I did it every single time. I felt like, oh, this is stretching me. But if I bought a little bit more, I would have been a little bit better off. <clears throat> I'm cautious and I and I'm true to myself on that one. Cautiously optimistic, but cautious. Cautiously pessimistic, and yet still cautious. I'm kind of a moderate. 2023 in the world of cars. It could be another difficult year for the auto industry. I was just looking at their final numbers for 2022. And there were some challenges, and their deliveries showed it. New vehicle sales are expected to be about 14.1 million in 2023. Analysts expect this year's numbers to close out about 13.7 million. Back in 2021, we actually sold 15.1 million. And we sold 14.6 million cars in 2020. So this year, next year, we're looking at 14.1 million. We're not really doing great. We need that number to be around 16 to 17 million, but higher interest rates, supply chain problems. This year, supply shortages could quickly turn into a demand destruction as we start hitting recessionary numbers in 2023. And job cuts are expected. This is, there's an active demand destruction going on right now, given inflation, given higher interest rates, given energy costs. You've seen Ford raise the price of their new electric vehicles aggressively to cover the costs. So we don't have it worked out quite right yet. It's nice to see that there's more inventory on dealer lots. I've got an in-law who... He really wanted a certain type of truck. And strangely, he always buys the type of truck that I get, which is a coincidence. I just do my research and I find it and I get it. <clears throat> I've had one truck and he's had three of the same exact type of trucks I have, but I'm not bragging. Okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Favorite son-in-law of the world. But... Semiconductors are still a problem uh, moving to 23. Again, everything's moving in the right direction, but that recession looming. So I, I don't think it's going to be a big fat year of profit for the autos, but it looks like it should be a big fat year of profit for the airlines as we've been pent up and the affluent are willing to pay marked up prices. So ongoing supply chain challenges and recessionary fears has resulted in a cautious build back for the U.S. markets. Consumers are hunkering down. Recovery towards pre-pandemic vehicle demand levels feels like a hard sell. So we're not there. Some areas that are working better than others, right? I would say, can we say airlines are working better than autos? Can we say transports like trains certainly have a play? 
Are they appropriate for you? I don't know. But that's a big story for 2023, the automobile industry and what's going on. It's just not great. The numbers are very similar to pandemic numbers. So put another way, it's one area where we're not going to get fat in the U.S. economy. 14.1 million cars in 2023. Now, they're costing a lot more for sure. Uh, but we need to get that number up to about 16 million if we want to be feeling good about the U.S. The U.S.'s auto industry is awesome. If we want that kind of tone and rhetoric, that's where we need to get to. And no one is expecting us to get there this year. So I think it's kind of a stock picker's market. If you were to say all stocks are going to do well, I would say airlines probably look better positioned than cars. But we'll see. Um, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. In 2023, I think you're going to see privacy laws focused in the United States. We've recently seen Epic Games make her a Fortnite get slapped with a very hefty fine and penalty for gathering information on people under the age of 13. The 117th Congress is set to finish the year with its most ambitious proposals targeting tech on antitrust and privacy to, uh, have been tabled. So 2023, and it's going to be a hopeful year for tech, but they've got a little bit of dancing to do. With Democrat control of the Senate and Republican control of the House, policy watchers stress that bipartisanship will be essential to make any bills into law. How big is too big? What companies do we like? What companies do we not like? What companies will get Rob Black reelected? Senators Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat out of Connecticut, and Marsha Blackburn, a Republican out of Tennessee, sent a statement that they've got a Kids Online Safety Act setting new guardrails for sites likely to be accessed by kids and open app markets, imposing new regulations on app stores run by Apple and Google. Apple is going to lose its monopoly on the Apple store in Europe. And the next question is, do they lose it in the United States and in in Asia and in China? And does your phone become a wild, wild west like Apple predicts? That's probably not going to happen when you open up a different type of app store. But CEOs of Apple, Amazon, Google, Meta, and Microsoft um, all have had to defend themselves in front of the Biden administration, and that's expected in 2023. You're going to hear more conversation about regulating tech um, and crypto as well. For crypto, again, I'm not trying to pile on. I'm just saying until there's regulations, I can't even consider it. It's just, again, I'm a little too conservative until I know that my money is safe and it's not. Okay, let me give you an example. 20 years ago, you might have been just getting onto the Internet for the first time. You know, you're moving away from America online and uh, you've got a friend and your friend says like, hey, I'm going to stay at home and play video poker tonight. And you're like, what? Is that illegal? And no, but I'm playing it in Taiwan. And because I'm playing it in Taiwan, I'm able to bypass whatever California laws are. And I had a friend play like an online casino with real money. And at one point he turned it into more real money. He didn't really read the rules on how to withdraw it and how much it was going to cost him. 
But ultimately, one day he turned on his computer and the account was gone. Crypto feel to me feels like until that cannot happen, I'm not interested. Anyhow, times are good, all things considered. I know it's easy to find the negatives, but life is pretty good in the United States. Um, we're better off than we used to be. Keep saving, keep investing, keep earning, keep listening. I pledge I'll do my best to get to your retirement. I'm Rob Black. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So as we segue into 2023, there's some things that we should be talking about. Microsoft's going to be duking it out with the FTC this year as the FTC's early Christmas present was to announce that it wants to block the $69 billion acquisition of gaming giant Activision Blizzard. While Microsoft is facing a headache, there will be a lot of M&A still going around them this year. Now, let's talk briefly about acquiring Activision's Call of Duty or Activision as a company. It's only making them the third largest gaming platform out there behind Sony and PlayStation and Nintendo. I don't think the FTC has a right to block this one, or if they do, I just don't get it. Microsoft has already said they'll make Call of Duty available for 10 years, which is a long time in the tech world. Yes, I've been playing Call of Duty for 10 years, and my kids are now getting into their second or third year of playing Call of Duties. I get it. It pulls in more money than Avatar, which, for the record, was a really, really long movie. And people asked if I like it, and I'd say, I could have lived with it or without it. It was okay. But man, there was a lot of, uh, your tale's different than my tale. Three hours. So Tesla's going to have problems this year with what I would refer to as activist shareholders. And Elon Musk is going to hate that, having someone come into his business and say, this is how you should run your company. But the stock just keeps hitting lows after lows after lows after lows all year long. Um, it's it's almost been nonstop. And the way Twitter is set up to be financed, he's going to have to sell assets um, to, to pay bills, to pay interest. So Tesla's looking like they're going to have shareholder activists this year. You know who else is looking like they're going to have shareholder activists this year? Um, Tesla's at $114 a share. That's crazy. In the last 52 weeks, it's gone from 402 to to 114. At some point in time, someone with a billion dollars, a hedge fund, a private equity fund, they're going to say, okay, Tesla has a market cap of $388 billion. They used to have a market cap of over a trillion. They've got a PE of next year's 24 times earnings in an industry that's rapidly going electric vehicle. They're the leader in electric vehicle. But the guy and they got a wackadoodle CEO who's over hanging out at Twitter and worried about firing people for lunch money while Tesla has this huge opportunity ahead of itself. So someone's going to come in to both Salesforce.com and Tesla and say, your shares are too low. Now, that, that could be a good thing for you. That could be your time to say, you know, I agree. I'm jumping in on this one. Now, keep in mind, Twitter had a lot of activist shareholders right before Elon Musk really stepped in a big pile of poo-poo. 
like the dog poo poo that's warm and it's not your dog and it just makes matters worse. Dog had some digestion problems and you're just like, oh, that's what Elon Musk has going on at Twitter. But unfortunately for Tesla, their shareholders are paying the price. Um, that's what people think. So activist shareholders are coming, in my opinion, to Tesla and to Salesforce.com. On top of that, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Musk. SpaceX has had a very busy year. His satellite internet service, Starlink, burst onto the geopolitical stage by supplying much-needed internet service to Ukraine. There was a brief back and forth in October when Musk said the company was losing $20 million per month funding its Ukraine effort, but then declared the hell with it and said he would you know, keep fronting the money. He's an interesting billionaire because he loses a lot of money in various areas. But in December, Starlink terminals said we're doubling the price from 385 to 700. It rounded off the year with an announcement of a new military project called Starshield. So the company clearly isn't gun shy. Now, Elon Musk's other companies, boring company and Neuralink, they've stayed pretty quiet this year. Um, a little bit of bad news on Neuralink. I think boring had some news like, yeah, there's tunnels aren't really being built and it's supposed to be a company that builds tunnels that cars can go into in under cities. And yet it doesn't seem to really be making a lot of, how shall we say, end results. Neuralink got into a little bit of a hot water this year as insiders say that they're concerned with Musk's impatience driving an unnecessary high number of test animal deaths. Um, that is the dark side of, of, of science, is it not? I used to very, very, very briefly in college date a scientist who worked with Reese monkeys. And I was like, that has to be kind of sad, right? Like many of these monkeys are going to be test subjects and they're going to die. And maybe, yeah, they'll save the human race and we'll get a cure for cancer. Or we'll get a cure for muscular dystrophy or treatment is the right way of saying, it. I don't know. And she said, you know what? I just never, ever think about it. I just care about the monkeys. And I'm like, okay. I once asked an ER nurse, I said, um, oh, she was an overnight nurse, actually. And I said, how discouraging is it to, to like be a nurse in the middle of the night? And she wasn't discouraged at all. But she did tell me this funny story. She was giving a woman a sponge bath. And it was three nurses giving her a sponge bath and she's in a coma and there's a metal tin collecting the water underneath the sponge and, uh, because she's in a coma and the woman's elderly probably had diabetes. Her toe falls off and goes, just makes this real loud sound in a metal tin. She said, all the nurses laughed because I said, why did you laugh? Well, it was funny. And she goes, it was so stressful. That's the only thing you could do. Uh, Oculus founder Palmer Lucky said in November he had built a VR helmet capable of killing a person if they lost a video game and called it a piece of office art. We don't need stories like that. Dyson released a pair of headphones with a super villain-esque air filter bolted onto them for a mere $50. We make a lot of goods that the world must look at us and go, why? What do you need this for? Ten. But that's the American way. We're consumers. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. 
That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.